Do Garrels have freckles? I'm not sure, but what I do know is that this is where there's a Wills, there's a podcast, a weekly dive into everything from a galaxy far, far away. I'm Roxy. I'm Dean. Um, what's a Garrel? Um, let me double check. I know that it is another Legends. I'm, be- I'm going back in oh, time. Oh, we're pulling from the archives. Yeah, uh, there's no link to what a Garrel is, but it is a phrase equivalent to does night follow day, which seems to be that Garrels do have freckles. Mm-hmm. That was in... Star Wars X-Wing Rogue Squadron The Rebel Opposition which is a Rogue Squadron comic it ran from uh, it's the first story arc it ran from July 1st to October 31st 1995 I was extremely young (laughs) so always fun to check out what was going on when I was a baby in the Star Wars world I don't recognize any of these names anyway hello hi it's another week uh, of Star Wars. It's another week. It's and another a, galaxy. galaxy. <laughs> it's another galaxy. Another galaxy. Um, we're here talking, talking the wars, talking the stars, going over what came out. Uh, quick, quick note at the top: we will not be finishing Thrawn this week. <laughs> uh, we did not get a chance to finish the book, so we're doing that next week, in case Our grand any- finale. Yeah, the grand finale of the second book in the Thrawn trilogy, Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Uh, so apologies to any of the six people who listened to this if you were expecting to hear us talk about that book. We will talk about it next week, hopefully. Fresh eyes, open minds, and open hearts. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I was concerned that we were going to overlap another novel or something that comes out, but I don't think another one comes out until, like, July. We have a f- we have two that come out in late June, and mm. uh, one of them is a junior novel, and the other one is a regular novel, I think, or a young reader. It might like I don't I don't really know what, what that was. Okay. Um, and then uh, in. Th- I, I split it up between three parts and then right after that another one comes out so we have like a good six weeks or so where we're, we're reading constantly okay. if we if they're both regular novels I'm not I have to look into that but okay um, that should be good yeah, yeah it's the next it's the next set of High Republic stuff right yeah yeah so that okay. should be a little funner which I'm excited for, yeah I'm excited for more High Republic novels um, for the the Republic Fair yeah we're dipping into that while we got, we're having our bounty hunter summer, we're yeah. having uh, a little re- uh, a public republic fair. It's almost like we're going to the boardwalk after going to the beach all day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good analogy. Um, if I do say so myself. Uh, so, uh, no news this week either. Um, uh, there is a guide to creating a uh, reading checklist bookmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little DIY project for you know printing and and gluing and scissoring. Um, a little reading guide, and it's interesting the guide that they choose to showcase. I guess it's everything, but uh, it's interesting that this is what they are currently marketing. What uh, what's on there? Um, well, we have Star Wars Insider Original Fiction, Light of the Jedi, Test of Courage, The High Republic, Marvel Comics, Into the Dark, 
Higher Public Adventures, The Rising Storm. That's all that has been released so far. Rising Storm, Race to Crash Point Tower, Out of the Shadows, Monster of Temple Peak, a Tempest Runner original audiobook. Interesting that it's included on a bookmark. Not sure how I'm supposed to use it for that. And then the Edge <laughs> of Balance uh, manga. Cool. So it sounds like those are like this wave, maybe. I don't know what they're just what they're going to be. Like we haven't really seen much announced after Edge of Balance. I think that's uh, just the announced stuff because yeah. that is Phase Two of Wave. No, wave wave two, two of phase one. That is wave one and two of phase one. Right, right. So I think it's just what's been released. It is interesting and funny though that if you were trying to keep track, then uh, they only have one thing on there for the comics. It seems and uh, for no, there's the, two. There's two comics in there. Oh, I mean that there's not one for each issue. Oh, right, right, right. You know, um, which is funny to me, but. Yeah. Oh, well, and who uses a bookmarker in comic book in reading comic books? Maybe it's just like here's a bookmark for the books, but it also is a checklist. It's like sure. a multitask like item. Yeah. Um, although I would like to talk to some of the Lucasfilm Story Group people and ask them what they think about using like how would we use that as a bookmark for an audio book? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do they think in there? You imagine sitting down to read like a little nightly reading session and you broke open a comic like a regular monthly <laughs> issue comic and you're just like, oh, that's enough for me tonight after one or two pages. Yeah, you stop halfway through and you're just like, oh, I got to remember where I was. Yeah, you I'm sure some people, I, listen, I'm sure some people read it like that and, you know, to each their own. But, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Nothing really going on right now yet. Yeah. Um, I guess Star Wars adjacent news, it seemed like I think um, uh, Peyton Reed uh, posted a picture on Instagram or Twitter about um, starting to like get some stuff up and running for Quantum Mania, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Oh. It seemed like he was using the volume for it. Oh, he's using the volume for Quantum Mania. Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, the volume is the... Uh, is the way that they've been filming the Mandalorian show. It's basically a big green screen, except instead of just being green and you put the special effects on later, it renders environments behind the actors. So it seems like you're in an actual location and set. Um, uh, yeah, it's cool. I I definitely prefer it to green screen. I think that Mandalorian looks particularly great and mm. you wouldn't even be able to tell that they weren't in a real environment. Uh for the most part, I'm sure if you looked, um, I do, I do hope that they don't use this as a crutch and they do use location shooting and uh-huh. build sets in studios that don't really need a lot of green screen. But, uh, you know, there's I've, definitely some things that they can use it for that they, right. you know, like the quantum realm, yeah, space yeah, yeah. environments, that kind of stuff. It, yeah. it makes sense for certain you know circumstances, but I do wish that. You know, like the Robert Rodriguez episode, they went out to a desert and mm-hmm. they fought in a desert, which is probably surrounded by the volume, but it still could you could tell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that that's truly all the news there isn't really much, but um, so we're gonna just jump right in, I think, uh, to I picked out Star Wars issue thirteen. Oh, we're first. starting as our uh, as that. Yeah, or the bounty um, hunters prologue. Were the Brownie Hunters uh, prelude the hunt for Han Solo? 
written by Charles Soule, illustrated by Ramon Rosanas and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uh, it is another, um, you know, we're at the Shore House. Uh, <laughs> we we arrived there last week. This week we're we're still. You know, we're, we're we're unpacking all the groceries. You know, we're yeah, getting we're, ready we're for stocking the fridge. We're yeah. making sure the waters are nice and cool. We're you know putting um, all of our bags in the right rooms. Yeah, we're we letting... look out on the on the back on the back patio. We slide open the door. We're like, oh, is that a nice pool in the in the back there? Oh, we we might be able to take take a dip. We might get our feet wet in the pool before we go to the beach. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe, or, or sometimes you look at the pool and you go, it's tomorrow. That's, that's, that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. That's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. That's not today. That's tomorrow. No. I got to get reacquainted with the beach today, but tomorrow is the pool. Tomorrow is a nice <laughs> little hangout day for like an hour or two. You yeah, get some so, sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's where we are this week with uh, Bounty Hunter Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, they're looking for Han Solo. Luke. Uh, uh, training... Um, he gets some information that... Can uh, I... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's, he gets some information that, uh, you know, Boba Fett was spotted, um, and he's got Han Solo, so they, they go on a mission to, you know, track him down. They go to Nar Shadda. They find uh, that, you know, he entered that fight. Um, it's like a, a true continuation of... of the the pre the alpha issue yeah. which is awesome um and you know uh the kanji club guys come in and yeah uh try to capture them and you know it, it's it's a whole it's a whole setup for uh, a new danger a new adventure uh does anyone does anything else happen i forget um there's a couple of things I want to note, but before we get to the specifics, I want to say I have a little bit of an issue with these being called preludes. Maybe them just not as in touch with comic parlance as I could be, but mm. this isn't a prelude. This is this is the setup for the story, which I guess is a prelude sometimes, but if this was a movie, this would be in the movie. Yeah, like right? for sure. This is this is maybe a prelude. Maybe if the movie has chapter titles, it would be the prelude, and then the title screen would come up. But it's 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 this part of the part story. Of as yeah, far as is, we know, I mean, it could also not be. We we don't know what the War of the Bounty Hunters is going to be like. Well, I mean, they're looking for Han Solo, which they heard was here. Like that is the entire plot, at least as far as Luke goes. Mm-hmm, the set mm-hmm. that's the entire premise. For as far as Luke and these this group goes, it's it's yeah. Oh. They're looking for Han, and then Luke uh, fights okay. off all of Kanji Club. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Luke gets that. his his yellow lightsaber out and uh, and battles everyone. And yeah, there's a like, big oh, sh- big action scene. Oh shit, it's a Jedi. Um, it's really cool. I like this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There is quite a few set up slash callbacks in this issue to to the wider star wars canon the first thing that i noticed that i liked was a little solo shout out did you did you pick up on that uh no what was it um the wookie that chewbacca met up with was the one he rescued from kessel oh is that the one from from the spice mines yeah from solo yeah i like that little that little connection there their c3po is like they're like brothers which I liked. I appreciated that. Yeah. It's been what, like ten years since then? Yeah, maybe thirteen at this point. But um, 
What else did I write down? Uh, I, I like picked up the line that Luke says, this place makes the Moss Eisley look like Anchorhead, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is uh, really stupid, and I liked that. I really liked Luke in this one. I thought he was characterized well. I thought he was really fun. He's struggling a little bit with con- with concentrating on the Force. He's doing really good, but he can't really... He can't really contain, like, like hold he's that excited. connection. He's excited. He's yeah. excited to, like, be cool now. He's like, okay, n- now it's my time to shine. Yeah, and he's easily distracted, too. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really do, it doesn't really, you know, injure him or in any way in the, in the fight, but in the beginning, there's a little training montage thing. Mm-hmm. Not montage, but a scene where he's blasting stuff and he thinks about Yoda. Yeah. Which he still has not been back to see Yoda yet. No, he has not. So. Right, because he goes back and Yoda dies immediately instead of talking about anything. Yeah, a little frogman. Um. Uh. Okay, so here uh, I wrote down that they're really working overtime to make Kanji Club cool. Uh, they're just making yeah. them. They're a huge group. Uh, that was fun. Um, were chain codes a thing before the Bad Batch? I don't know. I don't think so. I have. I feel like I've never heard the phrase "chain codes" be uttered in a Star Wars thing before. But it's crazy that it hits now, huh? But yeah, then it's in this episode, like this this issue. Um, just offhand, offhand mentioned by I think the teller that they're trying to get information out of. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. And I don't. Remember. I don't actually think it so. could just be one of those things where you know you hear about a movie for the first time, and then suddenly every billboard you pass is a billboard mm. of that movie. And you're mm-hmm. sure that they didn't change it. Um, oh, it yeah, no, this is... Uh, oh, you know what? Wait, chain code appearances. It does say The Mandalorian. Okay, so it was invented was... for The Mandalorian, and they brought in The Bad Batch and been written in the comics. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. It seems a little nice bit of world building, I think. Yeah. Mando Mando is, is where it was first mentioned in the first episode of Mando. Cool. Oh, I gotta rewatch that soon. I, yeah. I might be tipping into a Mando rewatch pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the. I listened to the the um the theme, the Goranson theme. And yeah. It's like, oh man, that show. It's good. Rule so hard. Um. So the last thing I want to mention. Yeah. Which I think is completely insane that it is it is offhandedly almost uh, remarked upon in this book and cannot seemingly apply to the bounty hunter summer arc we're gonna get. Uh, is Luke just gets the map to Octo here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just R2 is like bugging C-3PO the whole time to translate for Luke, which I thought, um, oh, Luke talked to him in the ship. That's right. He gets mm-hmm. a computer. Anyway, so C-3PO is like, I don't want to bug him. I don't want to bug him. And he's like, fine, I'll bug him. And he's like, listen, R2 uh, wanted something. I don't know. It's it's not important. And R2 is like, I have the maps to Jedi temples. Mm-hmm. I got it from the Death Star. Like, I got it from the Death Star three years three ago. Three years ago. I just and, qua- like processed through it. Yeah. And I have it, and Luke's like, wow, this will keep us busy for decades, is literally what he says. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know why they did this. I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is that they're setting up post-Bounty Hunter Summer uh, arc stuff. Like, well, I, like, Yeah, it could be that. The only thing that I think... It, what they might be doing is they get all this stuff. Octo's on that list, but he looks at his lightsaber. Um, he says, I wonder what we'll find. And he looks at his lightsaber, meaning it's probably where he's going to get the green lightsaber. It's right. like through these lists and stuff. So that's probably where it'll come in 
into play. It's just kind of wild that this is how they did it, just like stopping right. it dead. Well, I'm wondering then if Founding Hunter Summer leads directly into Return of the Jedi. Like I'm if- almost sure it does. I think that there's an interview at the end of the book that says, like, we're bridging the arc. So I'm pretty sure we're going to ramp right into Jedi. I just, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. I wasn't entirely sure if they meant the end of this book will be where we leave, like, Han and Boba. Or mm. if it's literally like all the characters will be in the in the places that, right at the beginning of Return of Jedi or not. Um, I think it would be amazing if they pretty much do like a season of TV in Bounty Hunter Summer that the 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 first forty minutes of Return of the Jedi are like payoff to like what happens in this, and it makes more sense. Like if they're gonna try to retcon. All the stuff that doesn't make sense, um, right? In the in that movie, if they make it look way cooler because of this comic, I hope they pull it off. If that's what yeah. they're trying to do, I just don't know. See, the thing is that like, uh, I I don't think that they can leave right into Return of Jedi because there's still lingering plot threads from the previous arc of this book, or mm. you know, regarding Shara. Shara Bay, yeah. right? We got Some a whole the, summer. We don't know what they're going to be doing next. They, I guess it'd be interesting if they're like cutting back and forth between this hunt for Han Solo and resolving the arc so that everything ties up nicely. Because the only reason, like, I'm sure you could talk about that after the fact, but if you either have to have concurrent events with Return of the Jedi, which mm-hmm. would be weird, or uh, it would have to be retcon because I'm pretty sure Shara Bay was at Endor. Yeah, I think that's like a canon thing. So who knows? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's just interesting that they decided to set up the um, extremely important world-altering plot point of Luke has the Jedi Temple map as on like again after like a, a side um, mm-hmm. at the end of this issue. Part um, of this so tie into the to the crossover stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I'm interested. I give this one a wizard. This is Wizard of the Week? I think this is my Wizard of the Week. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Well, we'll talk... The Higher Public might... I, I like that book a lot. We'll see mm-hmm. in a second, mm-hmm. but... I think this... this uh, So far, two weeks in a row, the War, the War of the Bounty Hunter has been my legitimate Wizard of the Week. I've had a lot of fun reading them so far, so I'm excited for this series. Interesting. Cool. Mine, I think my last week was Bad Batch. Um, mm-hmm. It's not this week. I think I like the comics both more than the episode, um, but I like them all. Uh... But speaking of the other comic, um, let's move on to the Higher Public issue five, okay. subtitled "There Is No Fear," Chapter Five: Attack of the Huts, written by Kevin Scott, illustrated by Ario, Anandito, Mark Morales, and Annalisa Leone. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have too much to say about this. Uh, no, I still go, oh, keep, go ahead. Keep going. No, you're, you're I would go. say <laughs> the art is really great. I really like the style. That these are that the higher public book is drawn in mm-hmm. um, keeps it really easy to be interested. Um, Vernestra had her whip. That I was, was really going to cool. say I like that we got to see some Vernestra. I like Imrai and Vernestra, and we got the whip action. Uh, yeah. Other than that, the only thing I really have to say about that is the pacing felt really weird, mm, um, mm. especially in relation to the entire book so far. Specifically because it didn't feel like the Drenger were so cataclysmically like like they they didn't seem like the as big of a threat to the galaxy at large 
last issue. It feel it felt like they were on this planet and mm-hmm. also in the Starlight Beacon, and that felt very contained. And then in this one, it was like actually they're attacking every single planet right now, mm. and that felt really weird to be so. It didn't feel really momentous, and it also felt like it didn't get ramped up correctly. Uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I liked I liked Skier's whole thing, him like trying to fight their connection and, and mm-hmm. Vernestra tricking every tricking them into thinking the meat was tainted and uh, yeah. apparently she is going to communicate with them next issue to save Skier. That would be cool. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, Skier's not looking too hot. Uh he's kinda going through uh a lot right now. Right. <laughs> poor poor All right, guy. So- a quick recap because we didn't go through that. Um, yeah. uh, Skier has his has his plant arm. They uh, all Skier, uh, Trennis, and Avar are on the planet. They're cleaning up after the bullshit that happened last issue, and the huts come and invade. And there's like a war going on, and while that's going on, then the Drengear attack, and they're attacking everywhere. Mm-hmm. So Trennis is trying to save Skier. Skier tells her to like convince the Drenger that the meat are is tainted, meaning that the people are they can't be like harvested. And uh Avar successfully convinces the hut to team up with them to fight the Drenger off for now. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where we leave off. They they like the Drenger are in retreat at the moment, but it doesn't seem like it's a permanent solution. So No, I bet some there's gonna be some sort of twist here. Yeah, I'm sure. Or it's, it's Trennis is going to communicate with them to save Skier, so that might like screw something up. Um, I saw someone point out that Skier is not mentioned as being a character in any of the upcoming books or things, mm. so he might be dying here, which would be really interesting. And, and that'd be that'd be upsetting. I like him. I like him a lot. He's he's a I hope an interesting Jedi. I, ho- I hope he's not mentioned in the other books because he kind of just stays in the comic. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, Trennis kind of... isn't really mentioned in, in the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Trennis seems to be a pretty comic-contained character. Yeah. Anyway, Avar's the well. one who's bouncing around. Avar and Vernestra and Imri, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, because but... Vernestra's, like, still being the um, the new, like, master, right? Yeah, she's still Imri's master at yeah. the moment. Uh, she had, like, a a quick aside she was like you know i may be new to this mastering thing but Mm -hmm. i do know that you need to teach a lesson or something i don't know what she says yeah it's whatever um yeah this book's cool i like it i like the pulpiness of it i like the art a lot i think that it being visually interesting is a big plus in its favor for me i always like reading it specifically because it looks nice to look at Mm -hmm. uh but this issue kind of was a little on the boring side (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> compared to other weeks i think maybe not boring but definitely a little bit different yeah felt a little less uh uh essential mm-hmm. maybe is the right word but we're bridge we're bridging to the finale we just need to yeah. kick the can down a little bit more because i think issue six is the last issue of this arc and then and then seven is the beginning of the new arc mm-hmm. i think uh which is drain gear focused i believe yeah um yeah, so uh, I think I think at this point I can definitely say Star Wars issue thirteen is my resident of the week because that talking about that I, that was not. But um, 
And we'll, we'll move on to our final uh, segment, which is on The Bad Batch, episode three, Replacements. Mm. Uh, I So, uh, what happened in this episode? <laughs> what? Um, oh, I know. Um, oh, oh, quite a bit. The it, was bad a, batch, it was a fun one. The bad, yeah, yeah. Not to say that nothing really happened, but it, it felt very, um, like, inward character focus as opposed to plot focus but sure, um sure. uh the bad batch uh they are traveling and their ship is broken so they land on a like asteroid if that's that they land it's on like, like a planet a... like a moon yeah and they uh there's some creatures who are stealing like the power of the ship so uh hunter and omega uh, venture out to like grab it and and fix the ship and Omega ends up being the one to save the day and she proves that she can be part of the team. Mm-hmm. It's a Meanwhile, it's a little it's a little uh, monster hunt. Omega pulls through and and uses yeah. uh, some wits, but the meat of the episode was elsewhere. The meat of the episode was Crosshair, mm-hmm. who uh, is leading the new like drafted. Not drafted, but um, conscripted. Enlisted, yeah, conscripted. Yeah, yeah, enlisted Empire, like, death squad. And his job is to finish what the Bad Batch couldn't do, which was take out uh, Saw Gerrera's uh, team Mm -hmm. on the planet from the first episode. Uh, And it's to test out whether or not conscripted soldiers are better than the clones and whether or not Crosshair is uh, an elite enough soldier to warrant keeping around especially mm-hmm. as the leader here they get there Saul's is le- definitely left by now and there's only civilians left over and uh crosshairs um his interpretation of the orders uh i don't remember if it was explicit but he you know thinks that everyone there should be exterminated and mm-hmm. one of the empire uh non-clones uh takes issue with this because it's you know barbaric and crosshairs just straight up shoots him yeah. yes. kills him yes one is the name of the that guy okay uh and he he dies and then uh, uh, crosshairs uh can tells the rest of the squad to execute all the civilians and they do yeah. uh, well crosshair crosshair uh kills him kills the kills the the guy right yeah no he kills the guy and then yeah, he yeah, tells yeah. the rest of the squad to kill everyone else and yeah. they do um and then he gets back there and that convinces um tarkin. that convinces tarkin and the other person the admiral other rampart it's a good name great name it's a good name yeah. admiral rampart that the constructed soldiers are a good option because they follow orders when convinced um meanwhile the caminoans Cam- are worried <laughs> yeah that they're worried that the clones aren't going to be relevant anymore and they want to try to breed better soldiers like the bad batch mm-hmm. but they need at least one of the bad batch this was a little confusing because they said it they specifically said we only need one but they already have one right i don't know what they're going on about sometimes they they just want the bad batch back so they can utilize their like genetic makeup to create more elite soldiers to convince the empire that they need to keep the clones mm-hmm. which we know how that ends up uh mm-hmm. They don't. Right. Um, but I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm kind of like, I, I hope that it isn't very 
I don't know. I, I, I liked the Camino focus in the first episode, but I really hope the rest of the season isn't so Camino focused. I was kind of hoping I that it would be. I kind of dug that we are getting some more of like the 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 bad guy, like because it does seem like Crosshair is going to have a bit of a journey as well. Um, yeah, which is kind of cool. So I, I kind of hope I don't mind particularly that we're jumping back to Camino as like um, here's where the bad guys are kind of hanging out and like we're gonna put Crosshair through the ringer. I like. Um, I like that aspect of it. I like the crosshairs. I think he's a really interesting character, especially if they decide to um, not be cowards like they were in The Rise of Skywalker and actually commit to him being a villain. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really interesting because um, Star Wars is afraid of doing that with yeah. characters that they can redeem. Uh, I think the thing that I'm mostly thinking of is I was kind of hoping – not kind of hoping. I just don't – I don't know if I'm super compelled by the – um, the Bad Batch is trying to escape, and I like the crosshair hunting them aspect of it. I just don't know if I like the Kaminoans trying to get them back to Kamino aspect of it. I think that's kind of boring. Mm. Like, uh, you know, we know that they don't end up with the clones. I don't think that, like, I just don't want them back on Kamino. Like, I, I, Kamino is good as a base of operations. I just don't think that they need to go there except to, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they just, probably they probably won't be going. I mean, we'll we'll see what. I don't even know what they want with them really. So, yeah, it's a little confused. There, I mean, that whole subplot is my least interesting. Is the least interesting part of this. But yeah, I guess we don't even know who really why Omega exists. Yeah, um, the, I think the Omega mystery is part of it as well. Yeah, just I wonder how it will play out. I hope it's interesting. I'm sure it will be. Um, mm. I wonder if we see any Jedi or anything like that. In here, mm. I wonder if they cross paths with Rex at any point or Ahsoka or something. Maybe. We'll see. I wonder how they're going to tie this into the larger, to all the, the fun little things that they have set up mm-hmm. for a long All the time. stuff in this environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably a so. lot of, like, sequel episodes to um, Clone Wars episodes, probably. Little, like, let's revisit these characters or let's see how these guys are up to after the war. Right, which I th- I would which find we've already really did cool. we already did that last time with those uh, yeah that clone and his family, but like now there could be like other stuff that we revisit, which would be kind of fun. I would like that a lot. I would like if if the Bad Batch is, is used as an excuse to like build out the world of the immediate post mm-hmm. uh, like Empire, not yeah. post Empire, but post Republic. I think that'd be a really cool way to do it. Which is why I hope that they don't that it doesn't become too you know focused on Camino as a as a as the driving factor of it i would like a more universe hopping show which it seems yeah. like they're doing so yeah I'm, um, I'm sure next week will be a lot more bad batch focused of like a new adventure because like it seemed like this episode the adventure that they were having were just was just kind of to like fill a few i mean it was like a monster stole some batteries was like what they had to deal with yeah so it was like oh we got to <laughs> do a lot of exposition in this one so let's just have them do like a little thing and then uh crosshair gets like the emotional arc but right. i do feel like the battery thing is maybe uh it, it, indicative of a lot of clone wars stories too <laughs> they right. all amount to a monster stole a battery and we have to fix it <laughs> so um, monsters stole our batteries that's all yeah. we have to worry about it's really all we have to there's a so, war going on but yeah, I don't even. Was there a preview? Is there previews of next week? Or no. okay, no. so I have no idea what this could be about. But um, 
uh, I hope it's something a little bit more exciting for the Bad Batch to do. Yeah, I agree. They should um, solve like a, a a problem. They should do more of a Mando kind of episode soon. Yes, I agree. Yeah, maybe they should. Maybe they should meet Mando. <laughs> maybe Mando should be Mando's around. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mando is technically around. I mean, he's, he's like, in his forties, like, so he's in his thirties now at this point. No, literally seven. Actually, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm he, getting the timeline mixed up. This is not around Return of the Jedi. This is literally. He's he not would around. be like he would. Well, he's, he, a kid. he's yeah. He would be like ten or eleven. <laughs> yeah, I get I get the immediate post prequels and the immediate post original trilogy mixed up sometimes. That That's like wild unexplored period well because there's like 10 years in between mm-hmm. each where it's barely any information so mm-hmm. um yeah maybe Mando will show up as a kid and yeah. Boba Fett's around as a kid too they'll and hang they out, hang have out fun. a little bit yeah <laughs> they, go to, they go to Mando camp <laughs> that'd be pretty good yeah um so yeah that's, that's that's it that's it this one's uh, this one's um, a good one too uh, another yeah. another wizard, not the wizard of the week, but it gets a wizard from Bane. Okay, I got uh, the wizard runner-up. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Star Wars thirteen, the wizard of the week, this week. Uh, yeah, that's gonna it's gonna do it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like this and you'd like to listen to more, please subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. And while you're at it, give us a little bit of a review and a little bit of a rating. Let us know how you think we're doing, specifically in Apple Podcasts. That would go a long way to help us out. Mm-hmm. If you want to be more specific, you can email us at willscast at gmail.com or tweet at us at willscast on Twitter. Uh, we'll be glad to take your criticisms and your compliments and everything else into, <laughs> into consideration and make this a better show that we do for 20 minutes every week. Mm-hmm. Um, next time, we are going to be finishing uh thrawn like previously stated i think it's chapters 17 through whatever the last chapter is um and we're also going to be looking at bounty hunters 12 the next another uh, bounty hunter summer installment yeah next uh, next prelude to bounty hunter summer and the bad batch episode four um we're still continuing the bad batch train i'm pretty sure bad batch is like 16 episodes it's supposed to Mm -hmm. be the first season so we got it for a little while yeah we're gonna be out there we're gonna be bad batching it up we're gonna be we're gonna be bad. We're gonna be in batches. So, <laughs> uh, to keep a tune out, keep an ear out, tune in for that <laughs> next week. Uh, same time, same place, same podcast. Woo. And remember, everyone, this place looks like it makes look Moss Eisley look like an anchor head. I'm fucking it up. <laughs> you nailed it. There you go. Bye. Bye. Bye.